we remain standing for our gospel reading, which is found today in John chapter 6, beginning in verse 24. Prior to where we are today in the text, um, the crowds have witnessed Jesus feeding them, feeding the 5,000, and so hear that in light of the text today. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got themselves into the boat and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe in you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father whom gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There are always certain words or phrases that can bring a smile to my face. Buy one, get one free. Clearance sale, everything 50% off. Now that is music to my ears for I love a sale. I hate to pay full price for anything if I can find it at a discount. And I think if we're honest, that's just something within all of us that enjoys getting something for nothing. We are no different then than the crowd we read about in John's Gospel. The crowds have followed Jesus because they have seen what this man can do. Goodness, he can feed a crowd of 5,000 by just saying a prayer, breaking the bread, and it feeds everyone. The people had a need at that moment, and Jesus took care of it. Free food. And when the crowd encounters Jesus again, they want to know, what was up with that? They got something for nothing, and they want Jesus to do that again. And so the questions begin back and forth between Jesus and the crowd, but the conversation doesn't go very far before we see a real disconnect. The crowd is trying to figure out how this miracle happened. 
And Jesus is trying to point them to a greater truth about who he is. They are seeing Jesus as the guy who can fulfill all their physical needs, and Jesus is inviting them to stretch beyond their current understanding. The physical bread will fill their bodies for a short time, but Jesus wants them to understand that he is the true bread sent from heaven. Now, as I read scripture, I've noticed, and perhaps you have, that Jesus is really not into giving direct answers at times. He often uses questions or metaphors or parables in his response. I am the bread of life. What? You must be born again. Can I enter back into my mother's womb? I am the living water. If you drink of this water, you will never be thirsty again. Most people were confused by these answers, even Jesus' most faithful followers. For you see, Jesus would share a truth about who God is or what Jesus' task was on the earth by telling a story, and then he would explain what he was trying to help the listener learn. And so then as now, we come to Jesus wanting answers or perhaps even a miracle. Poof. All of our problems are over. I think God often gets a bad rap because we are operating off one set of expectations based upon our limited knowledge, and Jesus is about teaching us a greater truth. Jesus didn't promise that every physical need we have will be taken care of, but Jesus did promise to walk beside us and transform our lives through his love. I talk with people all the time that are discouraged or even mad at God because they have prayed about their situation and nothing has happened yet. Their child was not healed. Their rent didn't get paid. They didn't get the job that they had wanted and needed. And they are looking for an answer that comes in the physical realm. And sometimes we don't get timely answers for those things. Did you notice in our text today that the crowd says to Jesus, give us bread always? Reminds me of some other followers we have encountered wandering around in the wilderness. They chose what they wanted from the menu, so to speak, but God says, not so fast. I am going to provide for your needs, but the meal is going to be served in the way I choose to prepare it. Manna each morning or barley loaves and fish on the lawn. We don't want to have to worry about our daily living. At times, we want God to make it easy for us. Always. The Olympic Games have caught our attention uh, over the last few days, and we're hearing stories of how athletes have trained and made sacrifices to realize their dreams. Many have left home to train in a particular facility, and they've missed sharing out on part of life with their family. And some families have had to suffer financial burdens to pay for the training, and yet they have been willing to make those sacrifices so that their children could realize their dream. The athletes spend long hours training their bodies, strengthening their muscles, and building stamina. They eat food that is good for them, no hamburgers and french fries, and they maintain a healthy lifestyle. 
They've even committed themselves to getting up early at times before school to go to training. This all takes a great deal of dedication and work. And they have chosen to make these sacrifices. I heard a story this week about Michael Phelps, the swimmer who has won now 22 medals in his career. His coach said that part of Michael's training is he likes to throw Michael off a bit, makes him have to learn to cope in new ways. He made him late to a meet once. This made Michael have to calm himself, get refocused in new ways, and learn new skills for how to get his mind wrapped around the task at hand. Once, the coach, I think accidentally, stepped on Michael's swimming glasses right before the race, and Michael had to swim with glasses that didn't fit as tightly around his eyes, and water got in, and he swam, but he couldn't see, and yet he won the race. He had learned in the midst of trials how to manage and still come out on top. Now, I wonder, what would life be like for us if we were in spiritual training, if we worked to firm up our spiritual muscles, if we trained ourselves to make better choices and decisions about how we live and how we treat others? What if we trusted God so much that when life stomped on our spiritual glasses, we could still trust that God was with us? What if we, like the crowds that came to Jesus, gave up the idea that Jesus' main job was to fix things for us and fix them right now and in the way that we want? What if we desired the bread that would truly sustain, and that bread is a relationship with Christ? That is the invitation of Jesus in our scripture today. Jesus is trying to point the people to a greater understanding of how God relates to us. Not just through miracles, not just through providing for our physical needs, but by God's spirit living within each of us. Every day there are people that walk into our church building and are in need. They need food, a bus ticket. They're struggling with their family or their spouse or their job or spiritual questions. They have tried to do all the right things, and they've tried to offer the right prayers. But they feel that God is not listening. These folks have legitimate needs. And so if this God is not just about providing for physical needs, then I think some people get to the place where they say, What good is this God on earth? I need help. I need something I can count on. Well, I think we can all understand that. We've all been there at some place in a struggle. And we live in a world where we have instantaneous answers often. We push a button, we check the internet, we make a call, and the answer is right there. But a spiritual answer doesn't always come in an instant with a neatly tied bow. The process of spiritual training takes a bit more time. Reorienting our lives to this God of love is not a quick fix. Learning to trust and to be transformed by God's love is not a five-minute magic act. 
And what if the answers to prayers are not always on the shoulders of God, but also on us? If we have a relationship with God and we believe that God lives within us, then think about it. God is active in this world through us. And we can become a part of the answer to that prayer of the person who is struggling. We can be the arms of God that enfolds that person who is hurting. There have been several young women from Freedom House who have been attending our Friday church services over the past few months. These young women are pregnant. Most don't have a partner in the picture, and most have been ostracized from their families. This past Friday, we were blessed to be able to give six of these women who are expecting soon a baby shower in our fellowship hall. They enjoyed the refreshments and were given necessities for their babies. And those gifts came from your generous contributions of new and gently used clothing and baby items. But the women were very quiet. They were so grateful, and one woman said, I have burned a lot of bridges, and I know my family would never give me a baby shower. I can't tell you what it means to me that that you did this for me. I'm not used to being around people like you that are so nice. And so we joined, and we continue to join with God in being vessels of grace and love in this world. We become instruments of God's transforming love when we are open and willing to share from the bounty that has been given us. In his book, Jesus Through the Middle, Through Middle Eastern Eyes, Kenneth Bailey shares a story written by Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She writes, I will never forget the night. An old gentleman came to our house and said that there was a family with eight children, and they had not eaten, and could we do something about it? So Mother Teresa took some rice and went there. When she arrived, the mother in the home took the rice from her hands and divided it into two and went out. Mother Teresa says, I could see the faces of the children shining with hunger. And when the woman came back, I asked her where she had gone. She gave me a very simple answer. They are hungry also. And they were the family next door, and she knew that they were hungry. Mother Teresa says, I was not surprised that she gave, but I was surprised that she knew. I had not the courage to ask her how long her family hadn't eaten, but I am sure it must have been a long time. And yet she knew in her suffering, in her terrible bodily suffering, she knew that next door they were hungry also. Bailey comments that this woman with eight children may not have known the Lord's Prayer. But in her life, there was only our rice, not my rice, even when her children were hungry. And so the prayer, our Father and our bread, must include our neighbors. Our resources are gift. The bread we eat each day is a gift, and if we have spiritual eyes and have hearts, we look beyond the physical. 
and we fix our eyes and our gratitude on the Creator. The crowds came to Jesus asking questions. But Jesus wanted them to see that they were asking the wrong questions. So I have to wonder, when we come to Jesus, what kinds of questions are we asking? How do we, like the crowd, miss the point when we are wanting a miracle instead of an answer that requires spiritual muscle building? How do we, out of fear, narrow the focus to our church? our comfort, our plans, or even my needs, my family, my money. What greater truth might God be trying to point us toward? May God grant us faith to ask the uncomfortable questions and ears to hear the lasting truth and courage to step on the path where God is leading. Let us pray. Oh God, help us to trust you and seek you in new ways. Stretch our hearts and our minds so that we might more fully grasp who you are both in and through us. Make us as individuals and as Highland Baptist Church, instruments of your grace and love to one another and to the world outside these walls. Through Christ, the bread of heaven, we pray. Amen. So the-